Hey everyone, Jen back with another exciting episode for y'all. Now this is an anime series or setup mini-series, but since we were covering uh, the different Star Wars manga or whatever, I wanted to take the opportunity actually to back out of that for a second, actually cover this fun little series I found for Star Wars uh, called Star Wars Visions. It's on Disney+. Plus. Um, where there are so many anime creators that were actually invited. So we have nine stories uh, for you guys as we cover them. And moving forward from there of what everything will turn out to be. Um, you know, the f- cool thing, as I said, all of them had, uh, were different anime companies uh, that came together to do all of these different ones for you. So it's kind of a mini series, even though every episode was brought to us by a unique company, uh, things like that. People that do different ones, um, as that extent kind of goes. So, uh, our very first episode is called the duel. Um, and it was made by the Kamikaze, uh, Doga company. Um, The little story out of this is a wandering stranger with a mysterious past defends a village from powerful bandits. Um, Now, this was actually made, a bunch of the character designs and stuff, by uh, Takashi uh, Okazaki. So, the art style, you're not going to really know, but the kind of ruthlessness of how the characters act, it, it has a feel to it. Um, and I didn't know, that's kind of another thing I, I really enjoyed about this set of series, um, is which ones look like something else I had seen. Was I able to kind of say, okay, well, what other thing was made by these people? Um, as far as it goes for this one, I, it looked really familiar. I couldn't put my hand on it though. Um, but, uh, Okazaki uh, was actually one of the uh, creators for um, Afro Samurai. Uh, he also did uh, took a part in Summer Wars, and he did a few other ones um, that are very notable. You'll just have to look him up. Um, and then, of course, who owns uh, is like the big director over the studio, uh, Jinpei uh, Mizuzaki. Um, so anyway. <sighs> Okazaki was our big guy in this of who actually kind of led how everything was, how it was all done, different things like that. But telling you guys kind of the background, I I hope that you guys will kind of see that if you watch the series. Um, But they actually did it in 3D animation. Um, But how it looks, it's all mostly in black and white, except for like little things where there would be lights on it. Uh, lightsabers or colors, um, other different things have like little colors to it. If it's like a light source kind of sort of, but he got his inspiration for this from, uh, Yojimbo, uh, seven samurai. And he said he took a personal interest in this from lone wolf and cub. Um, now I own some of these, so that's really funny. Um, there's actually a good anime for uh, Seven Samurai 
uh, which is, that one's a live action one. Um, but there's more of a fantasy based one called Samurai 7, just flopping it around and changing it from the, the name to a number. Um, but it actually still takes the same story out of it and puts it into more of an anime aspect. So hopping into the duel though, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, I enjoyed the art style it was done in, um, because everything is basically black and white. You do have those little things here and there, and it does start out kind of as some of that stuff. That's one of the things that Junpei actually brings up. Um, when they're talking about it, because in this, I really enjoy too, that we actually have where the artists and everybody else actually get to kind of talk about it, get to let us know what their ideas were behind part of it. Um, with this one though, it was, it was great. Um, we have where these people come into town basically that are supposed to be like stormtroopers and other things like that. Um, as Junpei wanted to put it, uh, there are, um, these, it's, um, Japan back in the day, um, with samurai Jedi added in. Uh, so that's kind of where a lot of it comes from, but we have our, uh, main guy actually sitting, having tea other stuff, and these guys come in that are like our stormtrooper guys, kind of, sort of, and it actually seems like if Star Wars had ended, kind of, sort of, and they found the armor, so there's bits and pieces hanging off of people, um, some of them have, um, like, the stormtrooper helmet, but it might be missing, like, the, um, the lens part on the front, um, one of them might only have the helmet part of it without a face mask part or anything else. Um, all of their armor kind of looks like this. And we do get to see a bunch of the different aliens because they are in this town and how they're going to handle their business. And um, the town did actually have some people rally together to help out um, a few droids and a couple other people. Um our main character kind of has like an R2-D2 droid with a straw hat over him, uh, which is hilarious to me. And um, he has kind of everything set up in this. Uh, so we have characters that are shooting bullets everywhere. Um, they actually blow up the side of the uh, tea house that he is at. And they're not that far from town, but they are. They're probably a, a good 50 feet or so because he's actually sitting up on a little hill. Um, and all these other people are in the town square. Now, they, he comes down trying to see this and different people do die. Uh, the bad guy's Jedi comes out, um, which she's kind of a cloaked figure for a while, has a mask on. At one point, her mask gets knocked off. She pulls her cloak off and has this long, white, fluffy hair. Um, she's dark-skinned. Um, and it does give us that really big Afro Samurai-esque feel to it, I think. Now, going into this, she actually uses one of the traditional weapons that they have, which you can actually see in Seven Samurai, 
which is a big uh, battle fan. Now she does that and has her lightsaber stuck into the bottom of it and then six blades come out of the top of it. And um, we actually get to see her use this in action, runs up and spins it and slowly starts uh, eating at this guy's Gatling gun that he has and just really makes an introduction. And then the big thing that comes out of it is we're kind of led astray, so to speak, with part of this. Um, we believe that this guy could most likely be a Jedi, all of this other stuff, but he reveals his blade, and when he does so, it's red. Red, as we know, all Sith have red. But I think this also brings into question some other things um, that we may not have known. Um, or may not have thought about before. And that being um, really the the intent of Sith. You know, it's not all about killing. It's not all about some of the other stuff. I think um, when you're a Sith, it actually comes down to um, something a lot more. And so we actually have a fight between two uh, Sith people. Um, the samurai guy that we know, and then this other girl. Uh, and as she uh, does it, she pulls out her one blade from the umbrella, and he comes down to somewhat distract her a little bit for other things to happen as we progress through the episode. But let's take a short break. Stay tuned for more. Um, so far, just come back to listen to the second half of Shiplock 0227, uh, Star Wars Visions. One Jen back with Star Wars Visions, the first episode of this miniseries for Star Wars uh, called The Duel. Um, again, this one was made by the Kamikaze uh, Doga Anime Studio over in Japan, um, and they worked with Disney to actually make these. Uh, now, the part that we left off is where the samurai has just kind of had his tea, everything else, and actually is entering the fray. Um, and where we left off is that his lightsaber is also red, even though he's kind of our good guy slash bad guy. Um, now, the f other first thing that I want to point out is there's a really cool fight sequence where the other girl runs up to him with her lightsaber and does a downward swing at him. And he ends up putting his hands up and creating um, like the force push in between both hands to stop the lightsaber from actually coming down on his head. Um, this, to me, I think was actually one of the the coolest parts in this. Um, I, I absolutely loved when that happened. It was, it was fucking amazing. Um, but for the 15 minutes we get, obviously not more can happen. Um, so, you know, like I said, we only get 15 minutes per, and it's, none of it's continuous. Um, but we do have this thing where he pulls out his sword. We have where um, his lightsaber is red. And up until this point, we believe that Sith were people that had these 
this big, bad, evil intention, killed people all the time, different things like that. Um, now, here in this way, this is what I would like to point out. Um, from the Japanese tradition with Bushido, you know, you only ever have the intent to kill when somebody else draws their sword in an, basically an alarming manner. Um, they can pull it out basically to show you, but it's offered, um, different things like that. In this, it's not, you know, um, obviously we weren't going to get something like that. But I think with this one, we have where the guy is basically a Sith. He knows he's going to have to kill people along his journey. He knows he's going to have to do all of this stuff. Um, now, one of the other things that stick out more, especially if you've stayed with us covering um, Star Wars, Darth Vader, Dark Visions, and Star Wars, Darth Maul, and both the comics, we also find out that there's things that are tweaked, how people have different weapons, different stuff like that. Well, with this and it being um, ancient Japan, I also think that that's also another thing. Not so much you having this intent of if you're good or bad, but you also having an intent that your heart has to be covered a little bit. And you have to present yourself basically as a Sith. I think basically if we were set up in feudal Japan with all of this, most people would have a red lightsaber. But the fact that the guy kind of uses the force push, um, there's not very many other people that use something like that. Um, the Sith are known to have the the force lightning more so. Um, so in this, for him to not really use that is kind of also another telltale sign, I believe. Um, the only other person we've ever had do something like that that uses a force push power or a force throw um, would be Darth Vader. And most of the time, he uses it to crush somebody's jugular um, or choke him out, whatever. Um, that's that's kind of his MO. So, it, it, But he learned as a Jedi first before he came over to being a Sith. Um, you know, maybe the same thing kind of happened with this guy. We're not exactly sure how it is. But the fight is really cool. It takes place, um, you know, he puts the tea kettle up on this thing and tells the guy, hey, you know, on this generator thing, um, can you repair my droid that I have by the time this tea kettle goes off? Um, and the guy says, yes, I should be able to do that. And he goes down into the fray of this fight and starts fighting everybody, um, particularly uh, the Sith lady that's part of their team. And they end up cutting a log so that they start floating down the river. Um, now, one of the other cool things is there was an homage to this with that scene uh, based off of um, episode three where um, Obi-Wan and Anakin are actually fighting on the scrap metal that's floating down uh, the lava stream, kind of, sort of. Um, there's some other ones in this. Episode 1, uh, after they fight a little bit to the log, there is a part where the guy puts his sword down. 
and the uh, kind of R2-D2 robot ends up coming up, opening a little thing in its chest and firing out um, missiles. Now, I think these are probably like um, Mandalorian little things, the, the hummingbirds, I think is what they're called. Um, but he shoots about, it all targets the bad guys, um, hitting one of them and, or one of each of them taking them out. And then we have one, as the guy's sitting on the log, a missile comes out to hit the one lady that's there. Uh, so we don't exactly know how it was planned or whatever, but we have enough to hit everybody or come after everybody. Um, in this, they fight. He is thrown off where there is this waterfall and actually goes underneath it. You know, he's on the inside of it at that point. Um, there's something else in there, but... The girl comes down, then she kind of uses the force a little bit to move the log. Um, and she can just see his lightsaber. Um, so she dives in head first to cut this thing down. And long and behold, it is basically a, a Jedi or somebody that uses the force, basically, um, Buddha statue that the guy had holding this lightsaber on that way he could use his second one in on his belt to turn around and stab her through uh and kill her off you know thus eliminating the threat of all these things um to all of them so that they wouldn't have to worry about dying or anything else really good really fun thing the duel I think is probably one of my favorite ones that they have. Um, I probably have two or three of the nine that I just, I fell in love with watching them. Uh, but this one is very cool. He brings the lightsaber back to the village because the chief of the village that we kind of left out earlier is actually a little kid. His dad ran off. Um, so he throws this other lady's lightsaber down, stabs uh, the end of it where it exposes the kyber crystal. And of course, at this point, everybody's freaking out because, oh my God, he's a Sith. He picks it up and pulls his uh, jacket back. And he's probably got like 10 stones resting in there. And he turns around and actually doesn't put it in his jacket. He turns around and he hands it to the boy and he says, you know, this is supposed to protect you. It's supposed to ward off demons and other things like that. Now, out of all of this... Making sure that he paid the guy for his food. Making sure that he killed this lady. He did all this other stuff. He gave the kid that. One of the other guys that helped him out. Uh, the T guy that fixed his R2-D2 model. Which don't get me lying. I forgot the name of all of the robots in this. Um, except for one. But he actually gives her the. Or gives the guy the umbrella that she used. Uh, channeled her lightsaber through it. Um, there is just a lot of stuff with this that I think proves that not ours, all Sith are exactly bad guys. I think they can work independent of themselves or of the organization of the Sith, but can move themselves away from part of that stuff. Um, uh, but like I said, this was a phenomenal show. One of the other things that I really enjoyed about it 
is the fact of they actually took old movies and pictures and things of the layout of some of the towns and actually went back in and animated up to an extent and actually did that the long way from the little tea house to the center town of square uh, or the center of town square things like that and it made for a really good watch honestly i'm really glad that this was the number one because i think with other things that were in this that a lot of people could be dissuaded from some of the other ones um, now you just got to keep chugging along because everyone is different tells its own story and it is all done by different creators so it is kind of fun um, to do that kind of um oh i kind of like that look see like to see if you actually know this anime and where it came from basically or the style for it so um i really enjoyed this one like i said um check it out on disney plus or wherever you can find it it's called star wars visions and this very first episode is called the duel so Stay tuned for more great content from us, guys. I hope you guys enjoy that. And I hope that I can give you guys enough information of all the different things, as well as the anime networks that made these. So, anyway, I will catch you guys later. Thanks for listening. And as always, see you next Tuesday.